What's really going on, everyone? Back with a new season. This is season four. We are back from a couple month break. As always, be sure to follow us on all of our social media accounts that are now once again active and going. That includes Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WRGOPod. Be sure to check out our YouTube videos where we have dropped some content, I think around five episodes over the course of our break. Be sure to also like, listen, subscribe, and comment on all of our streaming platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Podcasts, and there's one more that I'm forgetting, but I'm a little bit rusty. Mackenzie and Henry, how are you guys? Doing What's good. Up? This was a great summer. Like, honestly, top two summer for me. Uh, well, let's just get right into it. Um, I think Mackenzie had the best summer out of all of us. So, Mackenzie, I'll let you start off with the fun stuff that you did during our summer break. The peak of my summer, I went to Carnival in Grenada Spice Mask. Oh, my gosh. It was life-changing. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hesitant. Moving to New York like five years ago, I was really not the biggest fan of Caribbean music, but just like being at Carnival, like I'm already planning the next trip that I go. Like I'm just, it was so much fun. And I think the biggest thing that I took away from it like there was this all white party that happened and I just love black people that we all kind of connect on some type of level of like all white parties or whatever but it was just really a great experience so I definitely recommend even if you're not into Caribbean music whatever you kind of just get into it because if you do it right you're there for probably like seven days or a week or a long time where you kind of just get into the music but yeah that was with the peak of my summer you'll never sleep less and drink yes oh my god you won't sleep at all but it, it's worth it it's so much fun don't be scared of the prices because it is expensive but it was it's so much fun it's worth it it's worth yeah, it it's I, worth in it. hindsight the price scared me and i actually wish i would have just said forget it i'll figure uh, it out later. yeah yeah, yeah. I'll figure it out later well, I'm a henry in a what did you do i haven't been i'm just saying i'm a hater well you went to carnival in atlanta i mean yeah Wait, Atlanta has carnival? It was Most like, yeah. It was, yeah, it was like a replication. Of, like that's when I went to Juve. Juve? Yeah. <laughs> it was super fun. Um, it was super fun. I had a great time. Like it was like we were running around with the pain and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they don't stop dancing. It was somewhere in the woods, somewhere. It was fun. You know what? I'm actually not that surprised because there are a lot of Caribbean people, I feel like, in Atlanta. I feel like they moved from New York or I heard that from somebody that it is kind of like a, a growing community of like Caribbeans in Atlanta, but maybe that was just some I feel like if you're Caribbean in the United States, you either live in like tri state, DC, Atlanta, or like Miami. There's like yeah. nowhere it's like yeah. those yeah. Forts, but like nowhere else. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think, what did I do this summer? I can't even really remember. I feel like I worked most of the summer, which is absolutely garbage. But I went to Houston in August. That was outstanding. It was like 108 degrees. But Houston has a special place in my heart. Houston's actually a fun city. I've only been, that was the first time I went, but I would go back. Oh, you, you like Houston? Kansas? I love Houston. No complaints. Like, I love, oh, yeah. well, the one complaint would be the humidity, but like, I love Houston overall. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, I like the humidity in Houston compared to DC, like I'll eat that. Like that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm from Georgia, so um I was in the Midwest a lot this summer. I was in Chicago and Minnesota and then back and forth, but you like Chicago? 
It was cool. Like, do I want to? Chicago's the best city to be. I, I moved love there right Chicago. Now. I moved there right. I would move right now. Yes, so I Wait, love Chicago. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong here. I feel like it was it gave DC ish vibes, but with this culture, like with the row houses, kind of. Um... Funny enough, the best way I would describe DC, I feel like DC and Atlanta are like brother and sister cities. To me, Chicago is like a Midwest slower version of New York. It's not overwhelming. Yeah. The houses have different architecture. It's like little pockets of neighborhoods. Kind of like yeah. how in Brooklyn, like there are so many different boroughs. Like in Chicago, it's there are these boroughs on the south side. There are these areas on the north side. It's easy to get around. Like, the, like you never feel overwhelmed. Like where if you just drop someone in New York, you're kind of like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. In Chicago, you don't feel like that. It's diverse. The food's good. Cheaper. I'd move there like right now. I someone was Chicago. like, yeah. I, I have no right. complaints about Chicago. Well, the winter, the winter is kind of crazy. But literally, other than that, I have no complaints about Chicago. I would move to Chicago in a minute. It was yeah. just, and even like, even like with the winter, you're not like, hey, y'all, it's cold outside. Let me just stand on the block. Like you're not doing that. Yeah, I guess that is the difference. You have a car, yeah. you drive. It's it's not. It's definitely the different yeah. experience. You don't play around out there. Move to Chicago, Henry. Excuse. Yeah, I like Chicago. It ain't. It, it, I don't think Chicago would be the city for Henry. <laughs> um, it's too. Like I just felt like I was looking, like, across my shoulder a lot. It was sketchy. Oh, Henry got ops. Where were Henry, you at? Yeah. Hey, yeah, Henry got ops. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the Pissing west people side. off, clearly. Oh, you was on the west side? I heard no, the west side was on the south side. Yeah no, yeah. No, yeah, no. The west side, they get active over there. South side. I, is- I definitely heard the west side is definitely hurting. My friend Chicago said each side, like the sh- south side and the sh- South side and the west side don't like each other. So like the Yeah. Very much you, so. I mean, this is a sidebar, but you probably didn't peep at Howard. There was definitely like little like the South Side, West Side Chicago was like a it was yeah. It was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> Never would have known. Well, boom. Food. Well, now on to the fun stuff. Food for thought. The first thing we have in here, we're gonna catch up on some memorable stuff that has happened during our timeout. Uh, we actually should have done an emergency podcast on this. Actually, this is actually, I think, don't you know how people do those videos where they re- like it's multiple people in different boxes and in the center, they're just reacting to a video. We should have reacted to the Alabama brawl. I think I have probably watched that video maybe 45 times. Um, you'll have any commentary to add like three months later, but inject that into my veins. That's like the new national anthem. I'm sorry. I don't care. The, the the scene where he jumped off the boat and started swimming that's what i was like oh my gosh like that it was so funny and yes like you i watched it 40 times because it was different angles coming out every single day and i'm just in my covers like <laughs> you're so funny because he, he jumped off the boat and started swimming in like the mississippi river you're like you're crazy for doing that and he was like young what What's your face? I mean, you're like, I commend him for doing that because. Oh, yeah. I crazy in a group, man. Like how they was jumping there. Old, yeah. Older man. I'm like, bro, where, where, and then, oh, we coming. We, and when they came, oh. They was running, yeah. running. Yo, I, once you see, I, once you see black people skip, you already know. You've lost. You've lost. <laughs> but what I will say is that grandpa with the chair was 
a bit. He was wild. He was he was out of pocket for that chair. Like he took it way too far, way too far. But nah, that was crazy. But it was, it was a, that was a great day on Twitter. A great day that on Twitter. Scene lives in my head forever. It was in my uncle, head. uncle took it too far. They were letting him rock. No, they yeah, he like, okay. Like that went too far. Uh I will let you all explain the next thing in the doc because as you know, cultural uh cultural the cultural latest is not my beat. So I will let you all explain the next thing in our in our doc. That has to do with Harley. Yes. You know, I don't know who that is. The only thing I will say, and I, I hate to sound like this, I really do, because I do support Believe Black Women the first time for sure, but it was so many holes in that story from the very beginning that I was just like, and I don't know what everybody else was exposed to, but literally the the highway footage from her stopping on the highway and seeing the kid, no other car stopped. It was no pause in traffic. You saw nobody walking on the highway. So that already gave me pause that like something's not right here. Um, and honestly, like everybody was trying to give her grace in the sense of like, well, you don't know what she's going through. And like, they're going to give her extra years or in prison and do the most with her because she's black. But I just feel like she lied. And that's crazy. That's crazy. I like, just realized who you're talking again. about. <laughs> Oh, wait, you really didn't know who she was? For like five, for like the first 30, like a minute and a half, I didn't know what you were talking no, about. And I went into the recesses of my brain and I was like, she lied. She I lied. tried to forget oh, about her too. But I tried to forget about her too. But I mean, like, yes, Black people are going to get the most when it comes to the jail system and I don't support that. But like, lying about being sex trafficked is disgusting and nasty and you should be punished i'm sorry like that was so crazy you had the whole state question because question, that was did she say she was getting sex trafficked or that was implied yeah she was kidnapped so like that's some a narrative that was created that she didn't say that Okay, so fine. She didn't say that, but the narrative was I followed a, a, a child on the highway. I followed him into the woods of Alabama and then I was taken. So no, did she say she was sex trafficked? But like, that's definitely kind of the, the implications. Like, I stole from something from the store, but I didn't rob it. It's kind of like... Those are two different things. Isn't that the first thing? I mean, but in this still, case, no. In this case, no. No, my I mean, because it's like, it's literally like, I mean, I stole from the something from the store, but I'm not a thief, but it's like, yeah. Or, or rather, or rather, there are different degrees of wrong. She's still wrong. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, like, she was not, wrong. yeah. I, I agree. She is definitely wrong. She, wow. Is she getting charged? Now that I haven't really followed up so. on the case, so I don't know. But she is she's trying to act like it was a mental health thing or whatever. But I haven't followed up on the case to see if she's actually being charged or going to jail or something. Mm, I don't know. Prayers out to her. But the like, I'm I'm just. Did y'all see that her boyfriend kind of? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Prayers out to her for what? She was in the same mind. She was in her right mind when she did that. I'm not the Carly. All I am. She was in her right mind. She wanted attention. And you know what? I genuinely think she wanted attention because of the boyfriend situation. And it's just like, wait, damn, people really looking for me? Oh, wow. This is really becoming a thing. 
Like that's what I feel like. She just probably she didn't think the media would like actually care for the yeah. first time ever, and then she just got caught in her bluff. Yeah, but oh no, all I can is just prayers out to her and the family with that situation. But the, did y'all know the boyfriend came to Atlanta and was like hosting? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the clubs, like. Mm-hmm. But but also that's a note to women. Don't be out here looking stupid for these men because look at what they're gonna do. They're gonna have a party in Atlanta with signs and bottles laughing at you while you got your mom on the today she show. Lied. Yeah. <laughs> and you got your mom on the today show crying. Yeah, no. Can't no. undo that. Uh so moving on, another thing that we have to talk about now is uh, President uh, Donald Trump, or the former President Donald Trump, who could be President again. Um, he had been arrested, I feel like, a, thou- a thousand times and over some. Um, we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but any thoughts that y'all have? His mugshot is, is crazy. He's talking about he's 6'3", 200 pounds. He's lying there. It's a lot going on. Um, what do you feel like your overall thought is with the uh, Trump arrest. I feel like it's happened so many times, even I'm numb to it, and I'm somebody who works in politics where I haven't actually, like, thought, like, wow, like, this person literally got, like, cases. So that's... Oh, go ahead, Henry. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. So that's what confuses me about it because, one, as he's going in, like, to Fulton County, it's folks out there, hey, Trump 2020, whatever, and I'm like, bro, for real? Like y'all, and then apparently his like, um, Noah, you know it better than me, but his rate, whatever rate went up when he his had rating. rating. Yeah, his like polls. Yeah, his polls and shit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like confused. I'm just like, do people not like see fraud or the crazy stuff he's done as wrong? Like that's kind of messed up to me. No, those people are delusional. Seriously, my only thing is like I mean I am numb to it, but but I will say because I'm thinking about our our recording at this point years ago when we talked about it like even being a possibility that he even goes to court or even goes to jail gets arrested. I'm shocked that he might. He actually it's might. happening. <laughs> like I'm still shocked that it's really happening because realistically, a rich white man getting being held accountable is something we don't see every day. But yeah, I am numb to it. I mean, I will say, will he serve actual jail time? But I mean, at this point, I do. Maybe he will. Like, I don't know, because I'm even shocked that they've even taken it this far with him, to be completely honest. Yeah, if you would have told me maybe I a year ago, I probably would have said you're like, you're crazy. Um, but now I don't. I, if I had to bet, I'd probably say still maybe no. I'd lean towards he won't. Um, but I would at least think about it and i think that in itself is crazy to your point mckenzie like people in power especially in politics they don't really like do time like that's just not kind of a thing but it seems like he can only avoid he's got so much stuff going on it's almost like he has to be perfect and at this point i would bet on it just not being perfect i don't think he can get off every single time um but him serving jail to me would still be shocking or that image of him walking into jail would be crazy i don't know that would be nuts um, next thing we have in our doc for Food for Thought is um, CBC, so the Congressional Black Caucus weekend was last week, and as someone who works in politics and attended these events, I have to say that D.C. is the biggest joke of a place maybe ever. Like, it's it's not shocking that things don't get done, 
because CBC Week, I think we need to abolish it at this point. It's just so I was not expecting you to say that. I was not expecting you to say that what happened. For real. It's not even like what happens. It's just like you realize that like this is just a very unserious place in like some key points where like members are hosting parties on behalf of like all of these companies. So it's like um, the New York delegation usually hosts a party, which is sponsored by a New York company. So like Pepsi, which is like big in New York and like other companies are like, yeah, we'll chip in and throw this party. And it's just as someone who deals with money and politics, it just leads you to question so much of like this place is, can honestly be like unserious. Like these people are jokes. And that's all I've taken away from it. Like, Congress is not going to say that. Just kinda... I'm not even saying they're corrupt. It's just the game that they play. But right. if you all came to CBC Week, I think you all would just be like, how does anything get done here? Like, these members are kind of not, not even like they're a mess, but it's just like when you see it that aggressively, it's just like you kind of see the mixture of politics and culture. Like, I was a table away from Angela Rye and Roland Martin. And you quickly realize, like, these people are just, they're not as much necessarily about being, like, for the people. It's mainly just about, like, brand visibility and making sure that, like, I keep my name out there. So it's like, it's like that kind of stuff where it's kind of like, these people. But I people, thought we knew this, though. I, yes, I did. But it's Rosa different. Carly and Angela Rye, I didn't. It's different just saying it. They they big, no, speak. Like, are you serious right now? You seriously thought, I'm, I'm sorry, audience, if I'm yelling in your ear, you seriously thought that those people, like, we know that- I think it's a mix. I think they care, but it's just a matter of, like, them caring also has a financial and business interest. I talked about like, this on the podcast, too, though, to where we, like, it's like a, a, a like, me versus you thing. Like, am I going to, my personal well-being versus the well-being of the greater pe greater people? Like, Am I going to, like, compromise getting a check from these private corporations to do these donor events or versus, like, you know, actually going to incite a riot or, uh, you know, push for a certain legislation? They do the, like, make sure you vote. They, they do the cute stuff to not, you know, temper the line too much to still have those business relationships. Like, I mean, Nick Cannon, love you. Bro, you know what I'm saying? But let's just use his situation for example. He had to air quote backpedal to get those host gigs back and get his show back on MTV and get those business relationships and contact to keep his bag. And that's just the name of the game. We've talked about this time and time again on the podcast. I mean, I think you're right, but I will say, like, respectfully, Roland Martin is on like News One. Like, you're not on. News so one is like a job for him. It's a propaganda association. But I mean, you I feel like I would agree with you if his show was like on a bigger network, but you're on news one. Like, yeah. You ain't do. got no choice but to be first. Yeah, like it's not like he you said in Nick Cannon, MTV, and respectfully, you know, I love my black media, but MTV is a much bigger platform than News One. So yeah, Roland Martin is owned by Paramount and by Yeah, Paramount. like <laughs> I I do look at Roland Martin and Angela Rye so differently because you literally pride yourself on being for the people now. That's, it is disappointing. I mean, I get what you're or saying. Or rather, yes. I'm, I'm going to reframe. I think that, um, like anything, I think it is interesting to see rich 
black people of multiple sectors get together. And then I think when you have those moments where obviously you're in this room and you're, I, mean, I was at the gala where it's obviously like, hey, the thing that kind of combines you all is your status, your wealth. And you can kind of get the sense that at a certain point, you that's just kind of it. Like you hang around in those circles or it's kind of like a thing of like, I can tell that you people just kind of like don't touch grass or kind of understand the people or the things in which you even you might be advocating on. And I mean, granted, that's like a larger problem with politics is that like these people are so rich. They don't know like how much milk costs. They don't know that like, hey, OK, we're having all these questions about politics. Like people are really on our generation. And this is the question I'm going to ask you all are concerned about what I know. Two things, student loans and rent. I ain't hearing nobody talk about that. And it's like you can talk about all of these other things, but it's like you all are so high up on the mountain, you're not even able to like understand what's happening on the ground. And I think CBC week is like that for me, where it's like, it's great to be around so much power and so much wealth. But then at a certain point, you're kind of like, you all actually have to like govern. And I don't think you all are even like understanding the people that you're trying to advocate for, because there's a big disconnect. I want to shake the room because some would argue that that's what Howard was all about. It was like a. I would totally agree with you. No, 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 Mackenzie. Thank you, thank you. Oh, that's what. But okay, you agree. Thank you, because I was gonna say that. I literally that's when I interrupted you to let you finish. I was literally gonna say, Noah, did you not go to Howard? Do you not realize the like prestige and what you exist? Whatever. Point in case, we can use Howard elections as. You know, like I had a shirt on. It's our culture in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how if if you are not someone who can get me into this org, help benefit me or my career, if you're not somebody that is, you know, in the cool circle, like I can tell you, like I literally remember walking on Howard's campus the first day and like feeling the elitism. I uh, y'all had y'all little tapered suits and button up ties with the pins and the tie clips and I'm like, hold on now, that's how we get down. I just got my little collar shirt and khaki, so like you have to quickly assimilate or you get thrown to the, like grass. That's really what it is. So that's what I wasn't even gonna about. say just that, like not even just mm-hmm. orgs, but like. I just think about how like my cousin, my cousin went to Howard. He went to like how he was older Howard, but his upbringing and my upbringing are totally different. So when we talk about our experiences at Howard and some of the things that we would pride ourselves on, on like, oh, I can't believe this is happening or whatever. And I, we would try to speak for the people, but it's like, girl, do you not even know that kids literally can't even finish the semester because of X, Y, and Z, and you over here fighting for more bison bucks or whatever, you know, other things that might be a little bit over the head and you're not really understanding the root of the problem. And I mean, most of the people at Howard are probably, I don't want to say the 1% of Black people, but like definitely more of the top or elite of Black people. So I'm sure we've all read the talented tenth. The the uh, I don't, uh, no, no, I will say I do not. I do feel like in my experience meeting other people from HBCUs, I do say, and I say this with pride, that I feel like Howard still does have a a more well rounded student yeah, body comparative to some of the other top HBCUs. I, I yeah. agree with you there. We we don't have that stick up there for sure, but yeah. when you mention the, the big three 
Yeah. Morehouse, Spelman, and Howard. It's not really the big three, though, because the college rankings did come out, and Morehouse is not in the big three. Morehouse actually, Morehouse actually fell down to, like, five. Uh, they're number five. You're correct. Oh, You're yeah. correct. Not just, we messy. Point in case. Um, I, like, when we, historically, when you talk about the big three, typically that, 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 those three universities and colleges are the ones that are producing the doctors, the lawyers, the ones that will become more wealthy in society. And then we talk about congressional black clockers, and that is literally a reflection of that. It's like- And the funny and the funny thing was, where it was kind of like, I don't know, maybe I was having like an internal crisis when I was like there, where I was like, I clearly had too much time on my hands to think about other things. Um, and also made me wonder about like, us and like the people I know where it's like obviously you know I think the three of us are all successful people and a lot of our friends are doing very well for themselves and it's kind of like at a certain point um what happens when you just like as you get more successful and, and make more money and wealthy at a certain point is it just like you can't connect to that level so I, I was literally thinking that where I was like I'm in this room there are all these members of congress all these kind of celebrities and there are clearly like all these corporate interests including mine like where i work like i'm not like the savior here but it was just interesting where you see kind of the convergence of kind of politics power money corporations and like all of these other things and internally i'm kind of like these people can't like no wonder this is kind of jacked up or like our political system is kind of weird that's kind of the so so what would you say to change it then what could make it better um there's a longer conversation and granted this would like put me out of a job, but um, <laughs> the concept of money and politics needs to be very much so rearranged where obviously with anything, the people who have money and people who have wealth have more ability to kind of get their will um, in instances. And, you know, rightfully so um, like in terms of like with members of Congress, you can obviously get more access if you have more money, the ways to do that. There are some ways that are very legal and transparent. There are other ways that are not. Um, so probably the way to do that would probably be to maybe have term limits or maybe limit the influence of money in politics. Maybe it would be corporations can't give money, um, or there has to be a harder cap in terms of you can't just give millions of dollars away and no one knows, like you have to at least be public. Um, but then that gets to the whole media conversation. Like our media needs to change. Our politicians probably need to change. Like so many things would probably need to happen where like, um, I'll, I'll I'll give it to you all. What do you all think? Because I'm in politics, so I kind of have might have a little I mean, bit more of a jaded view of it. My only question is really like, how do you get? How do you stay in touch even if you're being when you reach levels of success? Because I don't want to say like you can't be mm -hmm. successful, you can't run, or you can't be involved, but there does it's need harder. to be that level of you need to be in touch with the community that you're fighting for, or whatever. But how do you bridge? That? I think you need to get. You know, I think. I think you need to be grounded um, clearly, or you at least have to say like, you have to be humble or have to like take your own success out of it. Where I think um, I've had some people at my job who I think are good at this and some people who are not, where it's like, I think you have to be able to say like, Hey, I made it not solely. And you could be the talented person in the world, but like, Hey, I made it. Maybe I just did it all by myself or I probably had a lot of help and it's then incumbent upon me to not reach the top of the hill and not like try to pull someone up with me. Not because that they're not, talented or they don't deserve it but just because they didn't like how many people do we know who were probably smarter than us at howard who the finances took that opportunity away from them they were probably smarter than us they probably had more work ethic but 
something along the way, whether it was family life or whether it was finances, just took that opportunity away from them, not because they didn't try. Um, I guess you have to be aware of that and be willing to be like, all right, there are all these people who are probably had the equal potential, equal capability. They might need the money or they might need just the encouragement to know like, hey, no, you should apply for that job. Like you can do that. Um, I think I, I don't know. I, it's like almost like I'm having like that crisis again where it's like I wonder as you get more successful, do you just slowly become out of touch with that? Or do you meet so many other high up people who aren't as aware of that? Where especially as you go up, as you all know, it's more people who are white who don't have to think about those things in terms of like the people who you either left behind or who couldn't come with you. Because if you went to Harvard, everyone's with you. Or if you went to some of these elite schools, I'm sure, like, you know, where you are at, you know, your job, Mackenzie, I'm sure at a certain point, there are a lot of people who have school connections or family connections. And this is like, yeah, all your people are with you. But like, I know 20 people who are still back in the, you know, who are still back where I was, not because they didn't try, but just because they didn't have an opportunity. I don't know. That's the rant no, over. Like- well, I think this is a great way to segue into like next food for thought topic. However, mm-hmm. in my opinion on this situation, I think it stems from or like my point will still stand on what I said originally. Like, is me especially as a black person, we have to kind of assess like, do I want myself to benefit or do I want my community to benefit? And then the, like staying in touch part is like a part of that because. Let's say, how many of us actually still keep in touch with our high school, middle school, elementary friends? And those are the people that we, air quote, may have behind. Um, Can I jump in, though? I I think we've tricked ourselves into thinking that, and that maybe this is me trying to be, like, you know, rosy on it. But I think we've tricked ourselves into thinking that we have to make a choice where it's one or the other. Like, we can't do both. I think we have to say it's either, like, I put my people on or I make it. I don't think we give ourselves room to know, like, no, I can do it just might take a little bit more work and more time but if we're committed to it it's not like i have to give less of myself to help other people or i just have to like go full throttle and be a ceo and i'm just the only black person i don't know that's me thinking about what i say about it's like me versus the personal help because that's a like self-conversation i would think like that's why we see these people in these rooms at the cbc where okay they clearly are choosing self over well-being i'll put on but like i'm gonna make sure my bag good versus like actually going to insight change Uh, and i said it was a great segue because like top city is being built here in atlanta and atlanta is one of the major like cities in america and like it literally i just seen a post and was reading like this article the other day where small businesses especially black small businesses do extremely well here so that lets you know there's a huge black population there's a huge population of black people doing very well here however you're building this 90 million dollar police training facility that clear that 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 automatically says you're going to have a larger police presence within the city. Um, the thing that I think is kind of crazy about it is it's not only training Atlanta police officers, but it's training like like people can come here to get like train like militant training. Um, one of the main trainings are like how to deescalate riots and all of that. Not riots. Can you talk about like just how it came about, Cop City, and like. I couldn't tell you the background. But... Like before you brought it up to me, I mean, I guess I heard the term, but I didn't really know what it 
was. I mean, essentially, again, it's a $90 million training facility that they're advocating to be built in a large green area in Georgia. So that's another issue because it takes away a large green population um, that's here in Georgia. I forget the name of the park, but essentially, if if they add this training facility, um, that area, which is in a black neighborhood could like increase like the degree warming temperatures could increase by 10 degrees. So like that's global warming. Um, you're affecting that. And not only that, you're taking money from like taxes and whatever donors or whatever, $90 million to build a police training facility. That's crazy. Like what do we need that for? And the roads in Atlanta are terrible. Um, <laughs> Like it's so many other things that that money could be invested in, but you choose to continue to increase the population of police in a major black city. So that relates to like the politics, because like, how did the proposal come about? Um, And I will nod to our last, not last, but a recent episode we dropped during the summer, speaking about gentrification, where these proposals and plans are like, you know, presented to the city. Like there was a, a city council meeting and over it, it was like over like 76 hours uh, of people like protesting against this, uh, uh, like coming to Atlanta because we already know what it means. Like American Friends Service Committee, one of the organizations in which I've like kind of learned more about as I've learned more about Cobb City uh, has like documented times where the city or police are actively like, like they didn't kill the man that was protesting. Um, they have like actively targeted people and arrested them and like charged them for terrorizing. So like that's problematic, uh, especially when air quote here, you're here to like protect and serve. Um, and again, who approved this? Who presented this? Those are questions that I would like to know as I learn more about it. And I think what's more crazy is uh, we just posted this to our social media at WRGO pod on Instagram, but Nashville just announced a $415 million investment in their law enforcement. Um, like, so it's just like, what's really going on for real? Uh, like where are y'all getting all this money to do these things? But people like the minimum wage in Atlanta is like 725 cents. No, I was just about to ask that. Where is this money coming from? Like, oh my God. Seriously. For... But the people that live in the city comfortably without like overworking themselves, that doesn't make sense. That, and you probably still can't send your kids to the public school up the street. And, and then like, it's just, I don't understand. What's the logic? You know? I, what, mean, I think it's, I think it's sad because I think it's like the kind of thing where it's like, Obviously, there's also the misnomer that, like, yeah, you know who's probably suffering most from crime? Black and brown people. And then it's, like, the misnomer of, like, okay, the way to solve the people who are dealing in the most high-crime areas is not necessarily just saying, let's just throw a thousand police on it. It's actually saying, like, hey, let's make sure that the community centers have staff. Let's make sure that we actually have, like, health and human services workers in these communities. Let's make sure, I don't know, that we don't fund schools based on their local taxes like let's actually make sure that like we actually equally you know spread the wealth of schools and it's like all of those things it's never considered whenever it's a problem it's like let's just let's just throw more police at it and it's like no can we like that's build a school the, can we the, build the, like, like 
for some services reason. like a job training center can we make sure that like there are other like technical programs so if someone does graduate or does not graduate from high school they don't have to then figure it out themselves they actually have like a job they can go to so it's like those things we never talk about it's just like crime is going up so let's just focus on the end result which is the crime not like what's actually fueling people to do to make these tough decisions or to you know do the certain things they do so i can I don't get it. Like 450, 415 million, that could be, a lot can be done with that. Like there's, people always talk about there's like a drug crisis, like fund that. Like there are other ways that that money could be spent. Not just saying like, let's just pick people up and throw them in jail. Like it just seems like that's all, even today, that still seems to be our first and last reaction of like, let's just get the police on it. And then, then what? <laughs> That question never seems to be answered. Uh, moving on, um, there was a Republican. We are recording this on Thursday, September twenty eighth. There was a Republican debate yesterday. Did either of you all watch? Like I did. That could just be a wait. You watched? Oh. No, I did not watch. Sure did. All in. I'm all in. I'm give all us the in. highlights then. The highlights are, and this is the question for you all. These people are fucking crazy. Two, I think now, especially as we are all in our late twenties, I think. This actually made me really concerned that like the Republicans are nuts. Trump's probably going to win again, which is already frustrating enough. I don't think people's enthusiasm for Biden is anywhere. Um, how do how do you know, wait 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 wait? Trump is still able to run. He hasn't gotten convicted, so he can still run. You know that, and, that's crazy, right? That's, cra that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. So this man is almost a convicted felon and he could still be the president of the United States is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. I also think we just got our Instagram clip. So <laughs> boom. Uh, <laughs> um, what makes it crazier is that the Republicans on stage were like, they asked them a question and said, hey, if Trump is still convicted, would you still support him? And all of them are like, except one person, were like, yeah. So it's like, what? How are you going to beat this person if you're like the biggest flaw that they have is that they're about to get go to court and get arrested, and you're like, even if they do that, I'm still supporting them. It's like you're playing for second place. He already said that he's not picking any VP on that stage. It's honestly embarrassing. And I think between that and Biden, I think and this is a personal question that I'm asking to you all. I mean, we're all interested in politics. Like, is there any way to get people ginned up? or to like see the importance of this election because I feel like, and Henry, you and I talked about this way back in 2016 where it's like it's harder and harder to get people interested if it's like we've already been through the Trump kind of mess so people are probably going to be like, oh, I might be able to just like whatever versus like even when Biden got in, I don't think this is fair, but like what is he doing for me? It's harder to kind of answer those questions when people's lives haven't really changed that much and granted, there's only so much he can do and the student loans thing, that's not his fault, but I'm starting to run out of like ways to give people to be like, this matters. I can, you can only say like, but it's important without actually them like seeing something different in their life. I don't know. That's what I'm, but I'm curious your guys thought. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think you're right. Like I just, I really didn't, I mean, I have not been checked into the Republican debate. So the fact that first of all, that they said that they would still support him. But, but my thing is, like, off the basis of that, why are you even on the stage? You know, like, just like you already think that this person can probably win. You would still vote for him if he did. I mean, I get it to show camaraderie within the party or whatever. But I think like, they're hoping he dies. I'm not even like going to have. I think they're hoping he either dies or like for some reason he like has to go to jail. 
and that just turns people off. I'm like, I'm so serious. I think it's kind of like, yeah, Usain Bolt's going to win the race. I'm just hoping he pulls a hammy and I'll be there. <laughs> like, this isn't real life. This is okay, a simulation. No, I agree. This is no, not no. real life. I don't want to. This is not real. I think they're hoping for him to just like turn over and like disappear. <laughs> but he's like, you know, the fly that you can't get out your house that kind of snuck in. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he just yes, yeah. and we just gonna hope the fly die. Oh, we gonna find a way to try to kill him, but they couldn't impeach him. They tried think- to arrest him. The DNA in Atlanta don't play though, cause she got thugger thugger. You know. But my thing is though, with the fly in the house though, if if a fly is in my house, I'm not gonna just be okay with it being in my house. I'm getting rid of that fly, and because they're gonna break five dishes trying to get I that joint. I will break dishes until that fly is gone. So the fact that they was on stage kind of still being like, I'm going to still support this fly, even if it's in my house causing a ruckus, is weird. And And I think that's the biggest problem is that like, yeah, like when we get to the general election, like, yeah, everybody can vote. But it's like the the most maddening thing to your your guys' point is like Republicans can figure this out themselves and they just are, A, they're choosing not to or they won't. Um, I think it's a mixture of both because I think they're just afraid of him. And about the Republican Party that they, I believe they do. They like, like act like nothing. Well, not even Republican Party. Every dang on politician party. Uh, like the issue doesn't exist. You just said it. They're not talking about rent. They're not talking about in- increasing like work wages. They're not talking about student loan debt. They're actually ignoring it to like distract us. Like no offense to Biden. Um, they recently like announced that gun uh whatever thing that's the first the like they're investigating gun violence or whatever um they're doing this hbcu tour so they're trying to ramp us up for the election by distracting us just like they normally do which again no shade to biden or kamala i i hope that he wins because i don't want to live in a trump presidency however uh it's just like what all politicians do they ignore the the real issues and distract us and like you said because so many people don't pay attention enough to like what's really going on and like you know the games that are played behind the scenes or in front of our eyes you just kind of tap out because you like how am i paying rent how am i going to get groceries we all know that the economy is crazy uh like Everything is more expensive now. Groceries, gas, hell, like insurance. So let me so, let me ask you let me ask you both. Sorry to interrupt. If you all had this, if you all had a younger cousin who was like, "Hey, cousin Henry or Mackenzie, I'm like thinking about voting. Should I on the day of the election? Like, why would you tell them to do it? Because your your opinion matters, and I hate to sound like that, but it sucks. It does suck. But I just I I genuinely do feel. I really do feel like, like when you have the platform to use, even outside of the presidential election, most things in your day-to-day life probably comes down to a vote, the majority rules. So I just Mm -hmm. feel like when you have a platform to use your voice and exercise your voice or whatever, you should take it. Now, will that work? It is, like you said earlier, I do think it is harder now to convince people to vote. And it's going to be have, have to be a convincing argument. But I do stand on the fact that, like, I mean, I'm a person that complains. Like, I complain a lot. So, like, if this is my only avenue to get my point across, I have to take it. Like, there's 
there is no other avenue for me to voice my opinion other than Twitter, other than social media, other than this podcast for my voice to be heard. So that's the only real reason because I do feel like everybody complains. I can't believe these groceries are high. I can't believe that X, Y, and Z is high. I can't believe I'm playing student loans. So if there's a facility for me to say like, no, I don't support X, Y, and Z because this is not helping me. I just think you should take that. And I know that that's yeah. probably black or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. I would probably tell someone like it's a, sometimes it can just be a means of survival and I'd rather who do you think is going to work on the next on the things that you care about who do you think is more likely Trump or Biden and if you think Biden is two percent more likely to work on the thing that you care about do that or rather you remember how bad that shit was and like you know COVID came when Trump came I think people like forget just how bad things were you just said people it. forget and I think we have to remind people like COVID no response like all of these other things like yes it was a stimulus but like remember how bad that shit got like i think you just because like, yeah, like, like it's for me it's like two plus two equals four here had he responded to covid in the right amount of time the pandemic might have not been a thing it probably would have might have won re-election yeah it would have been milder maybe we wouldn't have even been in a pandemic if you responded correctly so like yes you got to explain it to them but i don't i mean i just i'm always going to support both like use your voice yeah. that's how i feel like on a lot of what mckenzie just said um you have to use your voice because what other avenue or way that we get to like, oh, stand up for ourselves in terms of, okay, I don't like the fact that, you know, if I, I don't know, whatever, something I don't like in the community happening, what other way can I stop it? Go get mad, throw a fight, throw a fire, like protest. And then protest is, I think, the grassrooting of voting. You know what I'm saying? Because you have like you can't just go yell and say stop or be mad about something and not do anything about it. You have to be willing to create some type of change. And that change in our democracy is the political system. Um, so like Noah said, finding persons or representatives who stand for what you believe in or things that you're aiming to change. And that's just inevitably. It's the only way, you know? Yeah, plus, and then we'll move on to heads up. I would say that also, like, I think people forget, like, Trump only was in office four years, but he elected three judges. And those three judges fucked Roe v. Wade. And that's going to be, like, a like a hundred-year decision. And it's like, don't allow another four years to impact, like, the next hundred. Because, like, that's just what happened. Like, it was literally that easy. Um, so clearly, like, these four years are not just four years, but, like, Roe v. Like it's going to take a long time to overturn that Roe v. Wade decision, and that might be in effect until like we all have like great grandchildren, and that's like a real possibility now. Uh, now moving on to heads up, I will let uh, I think Mackenzie, you put this in the doc. I will let you talk about young love. You are so wrong. No, Henry put <laughs> oh, that in the no. doc. I haven't got a chance to watch yet. I'm probably going to watch uh, later on though. Did you watch Henry? Yeah, I watched a few episodes. Whoopsies. Um, was it cute? No, it's super, super, super like cute. Um, it I think it's family friendly. People that are like, you know, just support black people friendly. It's like something you could just watch as you work from home or you know do your sit ups at night or whatever. It's a 
So you, I forget his Matthew something. Matthew Cherry. Cherry, yeah. Uh, it's inspired by his hair love show, and like the voices are like Issa Rae. One of them Issa, is like Issa, Kid Cudi, Loretta Devine, uh, Tamar Braxton. Like those are notable, well-known, popular people. So like, I really, really hope the show does well. Um. We're gonna make it sure. We're gonna make sure it does well. We need right. to. Make I'm sure also. I'm glad it's on HBO because I feel like no one does a black show better than HBO, and yeah. I think like HBO needs to get its credit for being like usually when they have a show that stars or is written or directed by a black person, it does not miss. Other networks do not have that same accuracy, but I feel like HBO something that they do just makes it work. I don't know if it's because they're putting in more money, more talent. Yeah, something about it just works. Um, so yeah, let's all go check that out. Uh, I think Henry, you also put this in the doc that now, um, basically Ticketmaster tax. So basically if you are reselling a ticket that is now technically classified as taxable income, the government doing everything to tax me, but my taxes are still high and they need to figure that out. And uh, they tax, in, they tax in tickets, they tax in cash app transactions. Now they doing everything, but lowering my taxes. So we need Biden. Let's come pull up, have a talk. I will say I think it's it's only if you made a profit of six hundred dollars. So I think if you sold a ticket and it cost six hundred dollars and somebody bought the ticket and it was six hundred dollars, maybe you'll be fine. But if you bought a ticket for two hundred dollars and you sold it for six hundred dollars, yes, you are going to get taxed, which honestly I'm okay with because seriously, the reseller market has been psychotic. Like people, reseller markets for tickets, reseller market for tennis shoes have been out of control and people are just greedy. And in the same scheme, people will sell a $200 ticket for $600 and they'll still go to the concert. So it's not even like a ticket that they were using personally. It was like really to gain money and just extort the system. So I mean, until I sell a ticket for six hundred dollars, I'm with it. Yeah, government no, but still, no, so, so you no, are that elitist no, black person. No. If it affects me, I'm not concerned. I think that's elite. I think that's literally oh, okay. really like. Oh, I'm thinking about like. I think it will also trickle down to the reseller sneaker market only because you'll see a sneaker for like one fifty and people charge it seven hundred dollars. That's that's. Insane. I hate to, I hate to break it to you. Prices are only going. Up. If I know I'm gonna get taxed at five percent, that five percent is included on your bill, not mine. I'm Biden not just got my vote for that. <laughs> Biden just got my vote for that because people have scammed me. Well, not scammed me, but like I've dealt dealt with resellers just because if you know if you if I want a ticket or if I want something, I am gonna pay it. But it's still like it's just greed at the end of the day. Like it's not even about. Yo, Henry, so hey, hey, Henry, so Mackenzie is still going to get fleeced, but in the back of her mind, she's going to be like, but they got to pay taxes on that, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wild. Um, you can get a chat, 1049, GB. I think, in the mail, too, so it's no escaping. Like, you're going to get documentation in the mail. Yo, Mackenzie is going to be snitching on them, to them IRS yeah. agents. Yeah, Patrick um, Smith. Love Jones, <laughs> 255 sold a ticket for, like, $650. They need to be in jail. <laughs> Oh, Linda Kenzie is now a voluntary IRS worker. Shout out to her. Um, so apparently, Chat GPT now talks. Um, I don't really. Every time I go on Chat GPT, it actually scares me. I've recently started doing a thing where I will tell it to talk about something in the voice of like a rapper, 
So I've started, like, if you ask about, like, how would Kendrick Lamar rap about the Great Migration, and it actually does it, it's so freaky. I'm kind of, like, scared about ChatGPT now. Wait, wow. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I use ChatGPT for, like, work, like, just, like, little stuff. But, like, that's actually funny that you type that in. I didn't even think about mm -hmm. something like that. Indeed. We going to edit that part out. But... Um, no, I mean, no, like, tool. it's not even, no, 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 it's I mean, a great we, tool. it's a great tool, I think it's a very efficient, work smarter, not harder, they talked about using it at work, like, it's not, like, the stuff that I've they don't let us, they don't let us, they don't let us use it at yeah, work, it's, it's not even, like, well, it's, it's not like I use it to, like, all I'm doing is, like, create, I'm giving it a headline, create a concise, more concise headline, like, it's not, it's <laughs> no space for me yeah no it's not a problem they've actually instructed us to like you because i feel like with chat gbt use it to be more efficient like i don't think oh yeah, yeah. Be... like hey clean this up yeah, yeah literally up. it's just yeah, like cleaning clean this up. up making it more concise i'm not telling it to do kendrick lamar make, make a short story like it's not like that oh i mean I that's so. funny i think that's actually super funny but i didn't oh, oh, oh. like that on um, Instagram, I will I will screenshot my conversation. I never. I don't want to hear the talk. I am that's not scary. I'm not interested. I've had it like plan me a budget and like a schedule. Yeah, stuff like that. I think is fine. Uh, but I don't want it talking that, to me. No. I've had a friend who can make it talk like Biden. It talks like in his cadence. <laughs> See, no, I'm I'm literally just like making. That's it why we don't need AI because <laughs> people do that. things like that, like. How is I'm it even coming up in your brains to type in? Like, I don't even, I'm literally I like, mean, well, I was asking about, hey, hey, how would Jay-Z rap about the Ku Klux Klan? Go. <laughs> I'm going to screenshot. Okay, so that, the, 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 <laughs> next, we're going to talk about the That's like, how did it even come <laughs> in your brain? Like, <laughs> no, see, offline, I'm just I'm like, gonna, offline, I'm going to show you what it does. because We're going to talk about this offline. Um, so the WGA, the Writers Guild of America strike has officially ended, which is outstanding. So late shows will now, um, I think they're set to go in around mid-October, yes. which is great. The one thing I do not know yet is actually when like regular fall shows will be able to like go again. I don't actually know that. Like I would love to spend my Wednesdays watching Abbott Elementary, but I don't know when it's coming back yeah. given the writer's strike, given the writer's well, my, strike. But my only question is like because I feel like some of them went back to work like today. And I'm just like, because mm -hmm. I know SNL is supposed to like premiere yeah. mid October. And I'm just like, did y'all have scripts on the bank? Like, how are you? I would feel like instant scramble, instant stress. Like, yes, thank God I have a job, but like, I got to think for SNL, SNL might be a little bit easier only because they're like, they're changing it by the host. I'm sure they probably have like built in sketches that they probably like, yeah, let's put on this for now. Um, but I mean, I would like to assume that it, for at least a comedy show like that, you just have shit in the bank. But I wonder for like Abbott, if they're like, yeah, either the show gonna be ten episodes now, or like we just gonna have to wait till like December because we can't, and they have to record. Yeah, I don't know. Um, one thing to flag is that they did get um, AI protection, so apparently the writers can now like get assisted from AI, but studios cannot require writers solely to use ai there's also I'm another part of it i'm just getting assisted by it okay, like, i'm not <laughs> to the point that uh maisha made on another previous episode we posted um like but what did they 
like could AI still like replace their job? Like the, no. So I think I think that's why they specifically said they can't go. They 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 will not be forced to use AI. So like the studios cannot say like, hey, ask AI to write this, and then all of a sudden you would only have to hire one writer because then it would just be a writer and a screen going back and forth figuring shit out. They said that they can like obviously use this to adjust, but they also said that even if AI comes up with something original, it's not, they're basically protections to ensure that like, hey, the studio does not own that. Like they can't just say like, hey, this thing generated this, it's not yours. Like it, it's, there are some protections in how like, even if you use AI and the studio takes it, it's like, the studio can't like claim certain types of ownership. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a wizard here. Um, so Ursher is now going to be um, the Super Bowl uh, a performer. Um, this is my question to y'all. What should his last song be? Hey, 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 daddy. Hey, hey. Oh, you're tripping. You're ah, yes. You're tripping. And I need him to take his shirt you're... off and pour himself and get, when he was at the um the Dreamville Fest, when he he took off his shirt and he poured himself uh, like he poured a water bottle on himself, like I wanted I wanted to be so excited. And he's announcing a world tour afterwards, so get y'all coins ready. Um, I'm just so excited, bro. I, 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 I never wanted I never wanted to be a bottle of water more. Yes, I life. love Usher. I love Usher. I'm so excited. Like I'm literally about to scream right now. I'm so excited for Usher. Like I can't even. Uh, I don't care but what what do you think you don't care i mean i don't <laughs> like you're a hater what do you you're less likely to, you're less likely to watch now that it's usher no i'm not saying that like why are you misconstruing my words Can why, I why don't you care because if I, you said you don't care that just means like hey i'm not gonna watch that's how i hear that oh that means it does i'm not like it doesn't I'm move not, your needle right it's not something why that you care so Demi Lovato gets up there. You're like same level as Usher getting it out. That's how I hear that. So y'all gonna listen to No. It's <laughs> like I don't care means I do not have emotions toward this situation. Like I'm not happy about it. I'm not sad about it. I just don't have an opinion. I don't really like it's Usher. I'm glad that he's been able to sustain his career. <laughs> This long, I'm glad that he's been able to like take advantage of the recent like pop moments and like obtain this accomplishment. But I'm not hating. I just don't care that Usher's performing at the Super Bowl. So you're not really an mm-hmm. Usher fan like that? I can't say that I'm not. Yeah, like how is that even possible? I'm not saying I'm not an Usher fan. I'm in, in my like it is Usher my top five? Am I like go like he's not in mine, I, but. It's Usher. Usher, Usher. Usher got hits. Usher got bops. He got hits, and honestly, I think he's gonna give like a. I think the performance is gonna. The performance be- is gonna be great. Probably yeah. one of those that will go down in history. Yeah, one hundred percent will. And sing. He's a great talent. I'm not hating. I'm just saying I don't care. <laughs> like I don't care. Well, what I will say is, Rock Nation. Um. Rock Nation has been holding it down for the Super Bowl. Okay, that's a good. I really cannot. I can't lie. I know you know whole situation. We were beating Jay Z up for that shit. Yeah, yeah, but but I will say like Rock Nation has been holding it down because I think about like 
top performances. Even when you said that, Henry, I'm thinking of like Rihanna was a top performance. I thought that was well. Yeah, come on. Now. Let's not lie. Let's not lie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but but uh, her performance was good. Then before that was Kendrick Lamar. Then we had Beyonce. Like uh, it was just. But don't big... forget the Mary J. Blige in the whole. What's the name? I said Kendrick Lamar. That was yeah. that was with Dre, yeah. That was with Kendrick. That was with yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. Um, and like each year, it really has been pretty decent. So I I do shout out to Rock Nation, even though we was hating on you at the beginning. Like y'all doing that. The only answer I have, if he doesn't perform either It's Okay Girl or Caught Up as the last song. Ooh, I'm getting so excited just talking about it. Okay. And Henry, I, I appreciate Henry, I appreciate you. That's a very on-brand message for you. Like, I don't care. I'm happy for his success and what he's been able to do and his longevity. I feel like that's a very you answer. And I feel like I, I heard you say that before you said it. Like, as a businessman. I'm happy for his longevity. I, I mean, what am I supposed to like jump up and down and scream because that's your that the, Oh my god! I mean, bro, it can be T Swift. Come on now, like, what are we doing? I don't know. Again, oh my I'm gosh! Not you know what? And you know what? Now that you brought that up, if it wasn't Rod Nation, Taylor Swift probably would be performing at the Super Bowl. And then I will be talking crap about how they continue to use black bodies to propagate their whatever. You know, y'all know how I do. I'm not like niggas like, ain't never satisfied. Wait, what you said? No, so you don't care about Usher, but you now you gonna say if Taylor Swift is performing now they're using black bodies. It's funny. You're so funny. I'm that like has funny. been season four. Episode one of the What's Really Going On podcast. We are now back on our regular cadence. Be sure to check out all of our episodes and subscribe or whoa, whoa, and follow WRGO Pod, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Be sure to like, listen, subscribe, and comment on all of our platforms. That includes YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and all of our streaming platforms.